Hello, hello, my people. How are you? Welcome to the Strong Network Podcast. And this is your host, Carla Michelle. I'm such an honor and a privilege to be here with you. And I am so glad that you have taken time out of your day just to kind of hear what's going on. huh? Yes, yes. How are you doing with being strong? How's your strategies coming along? Are you utilizing your talents? How about your resiliency or optimism? You know, those are like twins. And then knowing that you're necessary. And then with all of that, how are you expanding yourself to the next level? If it's not global, there should be some expansion coming from your strategies, using your talents, paired with resiliency so you can keep going, optimism so you can keep believing in yourself, knowing that you're necessary and you can expand to new levels, promotions, the world, your city, your company, whatever it is, you can have some growth. So today I want to just go in and talk about leadership styles. I run into this um, as I coach and people are very curious about their leadership style or not aware of their leadership style. They may know the things that they like and how they want to interact. And you don't have to have a team to know your leadership style. So wherever you are in life, um, your leadership style is still important because if it's even dealing with your family, your children, your friends, um, things that you do, you may volunteer and do some things as such. But knowing your leadership style helps you understand when you go in, if stuff irritates you, you're going to know why. Um, if you try to do this or try to do something that's outside of your scope that you've been asked to do, you're going to know why, because there's a leader in you. Everybody has a leader. There's many people whose leadership has been snuffed, and so they hide it, and they just rather not take chances and not put themselves out there and not be the captain and not be the leader and not be the one that um, speaks up. And But you can still lead from behind as well. So let's discover how do you lead? So there's from Indeed, Indeed.com, they had this great list of 10 leadership styles. So I want to see if you find yourself in any of these. Uh, The common one is the common 10. Number one is coach, and that's more motivational. Number two is visionary. That's when you're into the progress and you're focused and inspirational. Servant style is humble and very protective. Autocratic is the authoritarian and result-focused leader. A laissez-faire are the hands-off type of leader. It's more like autocratic or they delegate more. Democratic leadership. You're supportive and innovative. The pace setter. You're helpful and motivational. The transformational leader. Now, I've heard and I've done some research on this one. Because I've heard that this is the like the premium type of leadership style is the transformational leader. Um, they're challenging and very communicative. So they're one thing about a transformational leader, they're trying to get you to that next step, that next level to get you to see you and to see what you're 
the what the goal is and getting to that and then communicating along the way, not just giving you a goal, but helping you through it. And then there's the bureaucratic and they're more like hierarchy and duty focused. So which one are you? Did you see that? Did you find yourself? Let me go over a little bit more detail. So the coaching leader is someone who quickly recognizes their team members' strengths, weaknesses, and motivations to help each one improve on an individual basis. So this type of leader often assists team members in setting SMART goals and then provides regular feedback with challenging projects to promote growth. So you provide feedback Um, You're into the situation, the matrix, the actions that are need to be taken, and you're really about growth. You could be known for being supportive, offering guidance instead of giving commands. You value learning as a way of growing. You ask guided questions and you balance uh, relaying knowledge and helping others find it themselves. You're also very self-aware. If you're a coaching leader, The benefits of that is you have a positive nature and that positive nature promotes the development of new skills, um, some, you know, just free thinking, empowerment, Um, you constantly revisiting the objectives and you really foster a culture that is just very kumbaya. (laughs) Leaders who can coach are often seen as valuable mentors, valuable mentors. But the challenges are, while this has so many advantages of being a coaching leader, it is time consuming because you're trying to coach (laughs) your team or you're trying to coach people one on one. And that could be difficult because that is where your coaching style may falter because that coaching style does require one more one-on-one time. And then that can interfere with any deadlines or anything else that you need to complete in a um, speedy way. So are you a coaching leader? The next one is visionary leader. And that's that leader who has the ability, a very powerful ability to drive progress and usher in uh, periods of change by inspiring people and earning trust when they come up with new ideas. And a visionary leader is also able to establish a strong organizational bond and they strive to foster confidence among direct reports and colleagues alike. So they are not a respecter of person there. They are very confident with both sides as they manage up and they manage down. Visionary style is especially helpful for small, fast-growing organizations or larger organizations experiencing transformation or corporate restructuring. Change. So visionary leaders are good for change, for change management. And change, people do not like change, especially in organizations. And I know if you're sitting in a company, own a company, a part of a, even in your home, change is not easy to accommodate. So a visionary leader is important because they're persistent and they're bold. Uh, You're strategic, you're risk taker, inspirational, you're optimistic, you're innovative and magnetic. You got that thing that draws people in. 
And the benefits are that you can help as a visionary, you can help companies grow. Uh, you can unite teams and the overall company and improve outdated technology or practice. You are able to bring people up to date, <laughs> companies up to date. Now, just because I say companies, and if you're not in a company, just think that you're able to impact change and, and for growth. I think that that's what I would like you to focus on, that you're as a visionary leader, you're able to impact change because of the growth and the and the strength that you have to see beyond what you see today. Next one, servant leader. This servant leader is a people first mindset and believes that when someone feels personally and professionally fulfilled, They're more effective and more likely to regularly produce better work. And because of this emphasis on employee satisfaction and collaboration, servant leaders tend to achieve higher levels of respect because of you want to see people satisfied. You want to collaborate. You are not into competition. You are a servant leader and you're an excellent leader for organizations or people of, you know, or organizations of any size and that you are really good. If you're a servant leader, you're really good in nonprofits. And these type of leaders are exceptionally skilled in building employee morale and helping people re-engage with their work. You servant leader, you're rocking. You motivate your team. You have excellent communication skills personally care about your team. You encourage collaboration and engagement. You're committed to growing your team professionally. Does anything like, does this sound like it fits? If you never knew you were a servant leader, now you're saying, you know, that sounds like me. Well, the benefits are that you have the capacity to boost employee loyalty and productivity. You can improve employee development and decision-making where you cultivate trust and you even create future leaders. Look at you, servant leader, (laughs) servant leader. This is your challenge though. You can become burnt out. (laughs) You can become burnt out because you are putting the needs of your team above your own. And you have a hard time or you may have a hard time being authoritative when you need to be. So, Servant leaders have a lot to offer, but one thing about a servant leader, if that is you, you've got to make sure you're taking care of you and that you're not burned out by trying to keep your team afloat. It's just not going to work. You have to take care of you, servant leader. And one thing I want to mention as well is that you can be a mixture type of leadership So don't just be stuck on, you know, I'm this, I'm that, but you can create something that works for any audience that you're facing, any circumstance. You can learn different skill sets from different types of leadership styles. So don't get stuck. Once again, this is taken from Indeed.com and their uh, career development area, and that's the 10 common leadership styles. Autocratic. That leader is more the authoritarian style. Speaking of authoritarian, here here they are. 
This leader is someone who is focused primarily on results and efficacy. Efficiency, not efficacy, efficiency. They often make decisions alone or with a small trusted group. Is that you? And expect employees to do exactly what they're asked. Oh my. It could be helpful to think of these types of leaders as military commanders. (laughs) Have you ever had one of those? Are you one of those? Barking out orders, wanting to everyone to do exactly what was told for them told to them to do. You're all about efficiency. Well, this style is useful in organizations with strict guidelines or compliance heavy in industry. You're probably a good lawyer. It could also be beneficial when used with employees who need a great deal of supervision such as those with little to no experience. So you will whip them in shape. However, this leadership style can stifle creativity and make employees feel confined. Oh my gosh. Oh, this style is not helping people. It's getting the job done, but it's not helping people. Now, if you are an autocratic autocratic type of leader, what can you add to this to make all of this this uh, focus and results and efficiency how do you soften it up a little if it's needed if it's needed because you're if you are this leader hopefully you're in a position that needs this type of leadership so you're one who's you have self-confidence you're self-motivated you communicate clearly and consistently like they're going to hear from you there is no question what needs to be done you follow the rules, you're, in, you're dependable, you value highly structured environments, and you believed in supervised work environment. You are not into that work at home, huh? <laughs> it's throwing you off. You can't, you can't run your team. But the benefits of this type of leader can promote productivity through delegation, provide clear and direct communication, reduce employee stress, by making decisions quickly on their own. So you reduce employee stress because you take on the stress. Okay. Challenges. The autocratic autocratic leaders are often prone to high levels of stress because they feel responsible for, what is it? Responsible for everything. That's, that's not healthy. <laughs> no judgment, but that's still not healthy. I'm not judging you. That's a fact. Since they lack flexibility and often do not want to hear others' ideas, this leader, if you are them, you're often resented by the team. Hmm. Are you too hard? Think about it. Think about it if that's you. And then we've got, we go from the the military style leadership to the laissez-faire style. And this is so completely opposite from the autocratic leadership. Uh, This style focused mostly on delegating many tasks to team members, like, (laughs) and providing little to no supervision. Because this laissez-faire leader does not spend their time focused on managing employees they have they often have more time to dedicate to other projects hmm because they don't manage their people they're doing other projects very interesting managers may adopt this leadership style when all team members are highly experienced 
Yes, well-trained and require little oversight. Makes total sense why you would not have to be on your team and you can do other things when you have a team that is very knowledgeable and very experienced. However, it could also cause a deep, excuse me, a dip in productivity if employees are confused about their leader's expectations. So you need to speak up. You need to communicate concisely of what your expectations are. Or if some team members, excuse me, need consistent motivation and boundaries to work well. So you're, you're missing the team member that may need that motivation. You're missing the team member that needs the boundaries, that needs to be told what to do. Because there's some team members who are waiting for directions. Now, is that right or wrong? I don't know. But if that's how they are, you as a laissez-faire style leadership will miss out on getting those type of employees involved in the process. So you, as a laissez-faire leader, you effectively delegate. You believe in freedom of choice. You provide sufficient resources and tools You take control if needed, if needed, offers constructive criticism, faster leadership qualities in your team, and promotes an autonomous work, I can say the autonomous work environment. Hmm. The benefits, the style encourages accountability because you're making sure that everyone is accountable for themselves because you're not necessarily giving them direction. The style incurs accountability, creativity, and a relaxed work environment, which often leads to higher employee retention rate. Yeah, because you're not down their backs. You're chilling, you're trusting, you're believing. But the challenges of this laissez-faire leadership style does not work well for new employees. Have you ever had that job and you're just waiting for direction? Like, what do you want me to do? Oh, just, you know, we'll get someone over there. You'll figure it out. Just look at this. You know, if you have any questions and you're like, just tell me what you want to. I'll look at it, but just tell me what you want. New employees, they need guidance and hands-on support in the beginning. And this method can also lead to lack of structure, leadership confusion, and employees not feeling properly supported. So this is the laissez-faire, the hands-off leadership style. And I have to ask, how do you lead? Is this you? The democratic style, also called the participative style. This is a combination of the autocratic and the laissez-faire types of leaders. A democratic leader is someone who asks for input and considers feedback from their team before making a decision. Who doesn't love that? Because team members feel their voices heard and their contributions matter, a democratic leadership style is often credited with fostering higher levels of employee engagement and workplace satisfaction. Have you ever been involved in an engagement um, fair, employee engagement fair at work, or they're, they're working on get a friend, and if you have a friend, you'll stay, or we're going to have this lunch, we're going to go meet for drinks afterwards, um, and then that's like that democratic style, getting people together and, and increasing employee engagement and workplace satisfaction. 
because this type of leadership drives discussion and participation. It's an excellent style for organizations focused on creativity and innovation, such as technology industry. Hmm. This, you may be this type of leader if you value group discussions, provide all information to the team when making decisions, promote a work environment where everyone shares their ideas, are rational, flexible, and good at mediation. Hmm. The benefits of the democratic style, the employees feel empowered, valued, and unified. It has the power to boost retention and morale. It also requires less management oversight as employees are typically part of the decision-making process and know what they need to know and they know what's going on so they don't have to question. Now, there is some challenges as with all the leadership styles that we should be aware of. This leadership style has the potential to be inefficient, inefficient and costly, as it takes a long time to organize big group discussions. So that thing you love, you love big group discussions. Let's all just meet, let's meet, let's meet. However, it takes up time and it costs money. So you wanna have the big group decision discussions because you want to ideas, you want feedback, you want to discuss possible outcome and communicate even the decision that is going to be made. And it also can add social pressure to members of the team who don't like sharing ideas in group setting. How many of you do not like sharing ideas in group setting? Oh, yes. A lot of people don't. You know, <laughs> many times employees do not like to share their ideas in group settings because they've experienced another employee kind of coattail writing on their idea and almost taking it over. So a lot of people like to keep quiet with their ideas in meetings because they, they want to keep their, they want to keep it, you know? Um, and, you know, sometimes you don't blame them because it is irritating when you have that employee who is always just kind of grab bagging on your ideas. The next one, the pace setting style, the pace setting leadership style. This is one of the most effective for achieving fast results. Pace setter leaders are primarily focused on performance. They set high standards and they hold their team accountable, accountable for achieving their goals. And they're not going to let you, they're going to keep you on pace. Have you ever ran a marathon? There's those pace setters. I always appreciate that because then I'd always tell me how slow I'm running as well. But they have the pace setters for different speeds of your mile. And it was so helpful because, you know, if you saw this person with whatever hat they had on or something, you knew the time that you would finish if you really stayed with this person. So with this pace setting leadership style, it's motivational, it's helpful, it's fast paced environment where team members need to be energized. That's where you're the best at. You're the best in a team that needs to be energized. And it's not always the best option for team members who are, who are desiring to be mentored or who want the feedback. Pace setting is not turning around and giving you feedback. It's not turning around and helping you. Pace setting leadership is setting the pace and keeping you to move forward. How do you know that you may be a pace setter leader? You set a high bar, you're focused on goals, 
you're slow to give praise, you're highly competent, you will jump in to hit a goal if needed. If they ask you, if they want to get something done, they know to come to you. And you value performance over soft skills. Forget all that soft skills. Give me the stuff. I will do it. Benefits of a pace setting leadership style. What do you think they are? What do you, how do you think it would be beneficial to have this? Well, pace-setting leadership pushes employees to hit goals and accomplish business objectives. You know, pace-setters, I'm sure, um, every company needs a couple (laughs) because you want to hit those goals. You want to accomplish the objective that the company has. It promotes high energy and dynamic work environment. Challenges of this pace-setting style. Pace-setting leadership can also lead to stressed-out employees because they always are pushing forward, pushing toward a goal or a deadline. And it's tiring. One deadline, one goal after the other, where the leadership is loving it because they feed off of that. They love it. They're focused. They set a high bar. But if an employee is not a type of used to a pace setting leadership style, they can be burnt out. You will be, you will see them calling out often or um, having excuses of why they can't do another project with a pace setting, pace setting leadership style in their room. It's very difficult. So challenges, pace setting leadership can also lead, I said that, stressed out employees, but also they can create miscommunications or lack of clear instructions because they're moving so fast. They're so forward thinking that they're missing the today, the now, the presence that is needed. Are you a pace setter? (laughs) Let's look at the next one. Transformational style, one of my favorite. This is similar to the coach style, uh, makes sense. And it focuses on a clear communication, goal setting, and employee motivation. However, instead of placing the majority of the energy to each employee's individual goals, which the coach does, which can slow a coach style leadership down, the transformational leader is driven by a commitment to organizational objectives. So they're not necessarily focused on the person as an individual. They're focused on the big goal. And because transformational leaders spend much of their time on overarching goals, overarching goals, this style of leader is best for teams that can handle many delegated tasks without constant supervision. Okay, so they're transfer they're transformational. You gotta keep up. And if as an employee, if they're always delegating tasks and without the supervision that you want, you might look want to look for working under someone else's umbrella. But how do you know if you are a transformational leader? Well, you have mutual respect with your team, you provide encouragement You inspire others to achieve their goals. You think of the big picture. You place value on intellectual challenging, intellectually challenging your team. You're creative and have a good understanding of organizational needs. Now, the benefits of a transformational leader is they value personal connection with their team. 
which can boost company morale and in and retention. It's nothing like keeping the employees around. It also values the ethics of the company and team instead of being entirely goal oriented. So it's not, it's more than the goal for the transformational leader. He, or excuse me, not just he, they put in um, values and ethics of the company instead of just meeting the goal. So they, it's, it's almost like giving you the reason why you're doing what you're doing. And in doing it that way of how you're aligning with with the company wants and the outcome. The challenge for a transformational style leader is you can look at individuals. It can cause team or company wins to go unnoticed. So it's more focused on individual wins instead of the team or the company wins. So these leaders can also overlook details. You can overlook details. So be mindful of that if you are a transformational leader. Transactional leader. Oh, this should be fun. This is someone who is laser focused on performance. Almost like the pace setter. Now, under this leadership style, the manager establishes predetermined incentives. So if you do this, you get that. So usually in the form of monetary reward for success, our disciplinary action for failure. I think our parents were transactional. What do you think? (laughs) Unlike the pace setter, though transactional leaders are also focused on mentorship, instruction and training to achieve goals and enjoy the rewards. So unlike the pay, unlike the pace setter, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Unlike the pace setter, transactional leaders are more focused on mentorship, which pace setters aren't instruction, which pace setters aren't very good at and training to achieve goals and enjoying the rewards. So while this type of leader is great for organizations or team tasked with hitting specific goals, such as sales and revenue, it is not the best leadership style for driving creativity. So transactional leaders are known for hitting goals, getting that sale, bringing in that revenue, but not necessarily on the creative side because they're action oriented. So how do you know you're a transactional leader? Or how do you know as transactional leader? They value corporate structure. They micromanage. They don't question authority. They're practical and pragmatic. They value goal hitting. They're reactionary. Mm. The benefits. Transactional leaders facilitate the achievement of the goals through short-term goals and clearly defined structure. That is the benefit of that. They, they are facilitating the achievement of goals through short-term goals and clearly defined structure. They are going to break it down for you of how you can get what you want to get and how you're going to do it and accomplish it and the outcome. And that's important when you think about it. It makes sense why they're good with sales or bringing in revenue because they have the goal. Have you ever met somebody, they want to raise some money and you put them in charge because they have the goal and then the structure of how to get there? Yes, I'm sure those are the ones who invented that thermostat (laughs) of where we are. The challenges of transactional leadership is being overly focused on short-term goals and not having long-term goals can cause a company to struggle with adversity. 
This style stifles creativity and is unmotivating to employees who are not incentivized. How do you say that? But anyway, incentivized by monetary rewards. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) And I'm not editing that. I'm going to let you know. I couldn't read that word. So are you a transactional leader? Hmm. And here we go. Our last one. Bureaucratic leader. They're similar to autocratic leaders in that they expect their team members to follow the rules and procedures precisely as written. Man, this style focuses on fixed duties within a hierarchy, which where each employee has a set list of responsibilities and there is little need for collaboration and creativity. You stay in your box. That's how they lead. This leadership style is most effective in highly re- regulated industries or departments such as finance, healthcare, or government. How do you know you're a bureaucratic leader? Or how do you know you have a bureaucratic leader? Well, uh, are detail oriented and task focused, value rules and structure, have a great work ethic, are strong willed, have a commitment to the organization and our self-discipline. The benefits of bureaucratic leadership can be efficient in organizations that need to follow strict rules and regulations, like we said, with the healthcare, government, and finance. I'm sure like tax tax preparers, uh, CPAs. I mean, I'm sure they have that bureaucratic leadership style. Each person in the team or company has a clearly defined role, which leads to efficiency. These leaders separate work from relationships to avoid clouding the team's ability to hit goals. Like, don't get to know this one. They're not going to let you in. They're just going to lead. They have their mindset and they want results. The challenges of this type of leadership is this style does not promote creativity, which we've been saying over and over, which can feel restricting to some employees. This leadership style is also slow to change and does not thrive in an environment that needs to be dynamic. They like just following the rules. They want to stay in their lane. They don't want to cross over. They don't want to speed up. They don't want to slow down. They like their pace. Is that your leadership style? So I went over them. All 10. The coach, the visionary, the servant, the autocratic, the laissez-faire, the democratic, the pace-setter, the transformational, the transactional, the bureaucratic. Who are you? I just wanted to share that with you. You're probably going to have to listen to this a few times to discover who you are. But like I said, this is taken from Indeed.com and Common Leadership Style, so you can go there. And I also have uh, put it on a deck. So if you want it, call me. Well, email me, hello H-E-L-L-O, at drcarlainc.com. And I can shoot this over to you so you can take a look. All righty. Understand your leadership style is so important. It's important for your team. It's important for you in the team to understand what kind of leader you're working with. It's, it's needed to understand in your home 
in your relationships because this doesn't just stop at work. A lot of this style comes into relationships and marriages and partnerships. So be aware. It's always good to know more about yourself because I say, if you know you, man, that's half the battle. All right. This is Dr. Carla Michelle, and I am signing off. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time. If you have any questions, oh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to leave um, a five-star I would love a five-star. If, if that's what you feel it is, I would love a five-star rating because it does help getting the word out about this podcast. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time. Take care.